Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brendan Escott keeping you company. Bob is up in Grand Prairie for an event, but we'll be back on the airwaves tomorrow night. See, it's, uh, it's the new time slot. Appreciate you sticking around, having some dinner with us. Moving forward, John Shannon set to join us momentarily for Legacy Heating and Cooling. I'll tell you, Oilers now, still brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. 780-496-0063. Want to know who you're riding with this NFL season? It's about kickoff time here. Moments away, we got the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and we've got maybe an underdog team this year. Anybody riding with the Detroit Lions? 780-496-0063. I'm sure you're all in better shape than me cheering for the Texans this season. I'm quite confident of that. It'll be a long ride. It's been a long 11 years. You can call us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well. We'll open the uh, the hotline up in the next half hour, 780-496-0063. It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. But right now, we're we're going to check in with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John's actually he's in our neck of the woods right now. NHL insider John Shannon. Uh, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, you're in Lloyd Minster. What's going on? Uh, greetings from the Lloyd. We're, uh, we're here. Uh, the, the AJHL team, the Bobcats, is uh, they have a... Uh, a night here, a, a celebration of champions, and uh, they were silly enough to uh, to invite some guy from Toronto along to tell some stories. So I'm I'm here for a couple of days. Had a blast already. Going to be fun tonight and uh, raise some money for the junior hockey team. I got to spend, I think it was like three months. Right, it was my internship took place between Nate and getting this job. I was in Boyd Minster, so I, I don't mind the town at all. And uh, I even had a texter say you were caught having a bite to eat last night. So, uh, but you're emceeing an event. <laughs> That's that's the word. I, I am part of it. No, John Gibbons, the old Blue Jay manager, is with me. Scott MacArthur, who's a former morning man in Toronto, who is uh, filling in for Arash Badani's in the Philippines, is here. He's the master of ceremonies. I'm just here to tell everybody why the Oilers are going to the Stanley Cup final. Well, that's the talk of the town right now, John. And I mean, we've we've often been accused of the orange and blue colored glasses on this show, rightfully so. But something's a little different in the air right now with the team back in town early. There's there's the buzz that we've sort of felt in the off season is now kicking into overdrive. The weather's a little colder, but just having everybody having reported right now, it's it's that time of year again. Well, two things jump out at me, uh, Brendan. First of all, is that. Uh the disappointment that the players have felt since the loss to Vegas, we know the fans felt the same way. Uh, so it's been a, a far too long a summer for Oiler fans, uh, and they know how good this team can be. The other part of it is uh, you, just the fact that a guy like Leon Dreisaitl um, would spend so much time in southern Ontario training with Gary Roberts, uh, and Connor and and Con- and the other Connor and Zach and Darnell at St Andrews College, you know there's a new focus. You, you know there's a new uh, understanding of what this team has to do this year. And uh, I, I'm not in the marketing department for OEG. I don't want to be in the marketing department. But to me, this is a classic case of a giant billboard that says 
unfinished business. And that's that's sort of the the feeling and the phrase. I don't know that anybody's uttered it out loud, but when you've got the two seasons, and I was waxing poetic a few minutes ago about this, when you got back-to-back seasons where you're bowing out to the Stanley Cup champion, and you're kind of trying to figure out what exactly that means. How is that going to impact the Oilers franchise? And now you've got this team that has suddenly spent a great portion of the offseason together. It, it's not a direct comparison as to when the Oilers of the early 80s lost the Stanley Cup and then walked past the Islanders dressing room but maybe there's something to understanding just how close they were how close the margins were in that Vegas series well and and you you touched on the 83 team uh, and the classic Wayne and Kevin story about walking by the room you're right Uh, but if you look at uh, the other teams of those vintages that had to learn how to win by losing the New York Islanders were picked to be a perennial star team for four or five years, starting in the you know the in the late seventies, you know, and got upset three years in a row in the playoffs. Not beaten by better teams, got upset. Uh, that that's part of the learning curve, and, and I would suggest, and I know it's 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 eight long years since Connor got drafted, but that learning curve continues, uh, and you, and these guys are always learning, and I I think that. That, that's the precipice this team is on right now is they have filed away the pain of losing they understand the price it it takes to win and now they have to execute the plan and i i fully suspect that that's what jay's message has been and more importantly the message that it has, that the senior leadership of the club has been to the, all the teammates uh, chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon, right now. And that's what Elliot Friedman mentioned yesterday, is there needs to be a really concerted effort that can be acknowledged by Connor McDavid because he's doing everything that he can. He's putting the extra hours in. So what is the franchise doing to maximize what they can do to help McDavid? That's essentially what Elliot's point was. Like now is the time to be investing every last possible resource into this sort of thing. And and it's not just us in Edmonton that's noticing right now, John, because if it was, there wouldn't be 18 U.S. primetime games for this Oilers side. But it, somebody north or pardon me south of the 49th parallel it's like the light bulbs finally gone off there too well you get and, and this is where you, you sure you give the two networks um a lot of credit the, the turner guys and the espn but give the league credit um in my time with the nhl uh, and in the decade after that um the, the networks were dictating to us we want to, we want big market teams in the united states we want st louis we want pittsburgh we want detroit we want chicago um, and then when those teams got eliminated from the playoffs, they, they couldn't promote anybody else. They couldn't promote other teams because they hadn't seen them very much. And what both ESPN and TNT, with the help of the league, have now been told and understand is that because of guys like Connor and Leon in cities like Edmonton, Austin Matthews in Toronto, there's a need to cover all teams in the NHL. And, and and there's going to be better coverage of NHL games in the United States than ever before because of that. And I think that that resounds with hockey fans, and I think that that creates a legacy for 
the most important part of the year, and that's the Stanley Cup playoffs. It, it seems like the emphasis, even by you know Judd Moldaver, who was on the show, and that's the agent, for those who don't know, for McDavid and, and Matthews, like there, there seems to be more of a shift to the players being the spectacle of things and maybe not necessarily the history of the game. I don't, I don't know if, if it's overt at this point, but to me, that seems to be where other leagues have a lot of the success in marketing themselves and their, their players is by you know leaning into the superstar talent, and that's not necessarily what we've seen the NHL do, but we are, in my opinion, seeing a shift toward that. A, a little bit. Judd and I have had this conversation many times. Um, and 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 we have we're a different type of sport, you know. Um, Patrick Mahomes tonight when he's uh, under center, he's going to touch the ball eighty to ninety times. Whether that's to hand it off, whether that's to run it, whether that's to throw it, he's going to touch the ball eighty to ninety times tonight. Well, Connor McDavid, who is in my mind the Patrick Mahomes of the National Hockey League, or or vice versa, Patrick Mahomes is the Connor McDavid of the NHL or the NFL. Um, Connor McDavid isn't going to touch the puck 80 times. He's, in fact, he's not going to be on the ice more than a third of the game. And that's the real challenge that we have is that as much as we do have great players and great stars and individual talent, there's still a majority of the game that that player spends on the bench. And so how, how do you sell the stars when the team can still play the game and the player's not involved in the action. And that's a tough thing for a lot of people who don't understand our game. And let's face it, that's most of the American audience. How do they understand that? And that's, that's the dilemma we have always had in our game. And that's why depth of teams is so important for women. And that's why it's more than just a single player. That's why Edmonton is in such a better position now when you think that if it's not Connor, at least it's Leon. And now we have 65% of the game covered with two guys. That is such a huge advantage from a marketing perspective, from understanding the game, and let's face it, the two most prolific scorers in the game today, in my opinion, that, that makes the Oilers that much more attractive, and that's why I think that the networks are gravitating towards them. And that's why we're seeing things like the Heritage Classic now hosted in Edmonton. Like the, the cycle of Oilers hockey is on the up and up and the league is uh, able to take advantage of that. And we've got the facilities, Commonwealth Stadium, looking at probably 60,000-ish people for this event on October 29th. John, we just had Steve Mayer in town. Uh, well, I think he's still in town, as a matter of fact. But speaking yesterday, as you know, with uh, Connor McDavid and giving everybody a preview of, of sort of the events surrounding uh, the, the Heritage Classic itself. A lot of disappointment that there's not going to be any kind of an alumni game, but uh, I'll frame it like this. There's been a lot in the 20 years. There's been a lot of evolution and perfecting the art of getting the ice exactly right, and it seems like that's the reason why. The only game to be played at Commonwealth Stadium that weekend will be the one that we see televised. Well, and uh, Steve and his people at the League Office in New York uh, have, have done a magnificent job in, in creating those events. Um, and, uh, hey, let's, you know, you talk about ice services. Let's give the great Dan Craig, who came out of Edmonton to join the NHL, and now his son Mike, uh, a lot of credit for building the, the facilities uh, that the NHL uses, not just for the Heritage Classic, but for all of their outdoor events. Even the one in Australia that's coming up, uh, Brendan, it will be a... Uh, uh, an NHL facility that has been shipped to 
Melbourne to Rod Laver Stadium. So from from that perspective, uh, and and here's the thing about the alumni, uh, and you and you've been around long, and every fan listening has been around. The Oilers have done a tough a, a ton of stuff with the alumni. When you consider, it wasn't that long ago in many ways that uh, we closed Rexall, and all those players were at Rexall, and then we did the event for the the 1985 team, which was voted the greatest team in NHL history. The alumni, hey, you're right. It's disappointing that we're not seeing a Calgary-Edmonton battle of Alberta amongst the geriatric guys. But at the same time, the Oilers alumni is still a, a really big part of what the Oilers do. And I'm sure we're going to see a ton of those guys through the whole season at Rogers Place. Certainly. And not, I would suspect that and by weekend the way, as well. By the way, but, by the way, Marty McSorley and Jim Poplinski will both punch me when I call them geriatric. That's, okay. that's a bold, brave comment to be making. I'm chuckling at I'm that I'm older one. than them, so I can say it. So it's okay. Oh, chatting with our NHL insider, John Shannon, right now. He's in Lloydminster. Bob's in Grand Prairie, but you'll get him back tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. Uh, but the Heritage Classic taking center stage yesterday. And, and um, as far as the broadcasting angle, I think we've talked a little bit about this in past, but I would think that with... With the the remote capabilities of things like drones and just sort of you know the the spider cam or what have you like is this really where things have grown in the 20 years since it started that's a that's a great question and, and I'm not so sure uh, I, I I think where outdoor games have really been created is with the use of handheld cameras right at the glass low um, you know, the game camera with the giant lenses, you can zoom in and probably get almost the same angle at Commonwealth that you have at Rogers. But the intimacy of a hockey game, even if you're in a 70,000-seat arena, the intimacy of a hockey game is with the handheld cameras in the corners. Uh, and to me, I, I've always challenged the guys when I was working on the outdoor games and with the networks is to use your handheld cameras more because what you don't want to do, there's so much change anyway by going outdoors. If you add and change how people watch a game, like the spider cam that we see a lot at Elks games, uh, like rail cams that we've seen at, at, at Olympics, then it changes the whole viewing already. And your, your, your eyesight and your vision is already distorted because of being outdoors. So do you want to change it even that much more? And I'm not sure, and this is just my personal opinion, I'm not sure it's worth the investment. I think what you really have to do in many ways, and this is just a single voice of, of a geriatric, Brendan, um, <laughs> is you almost have to dumb it down. You have to keep it simpler. You can have all the bells and whistles for fancy things for the intermission and for the concert that's going to be there, which is going to be a great concert, by the way. Um, but, you know, dumb it down for the actual game. Because people still want to, you know, the, the most important things of any game, indoors, outdoors, on the moon, is I want to see the puck go in the net, and I want to hear Jack Michael say he shoots the scores. That's what, that, those are the two things. That's all I want to hear. Yeah. And if you can keep doing that outdoors, then life is good. Makes a lot of sense, definitely. You think about the sight lines changing for the <laughs> common, players. Common sense, you know, Brendan, <laughs> common sense. Common sense. There we go again. We're screwing things up with common sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'll light the text line up without a doubt. Um, yeah. Interesting perspective on that one. And, and I can definitely see, you know, what, what you're talking about at, at the ice level there. Ice level for the Ottawa Senators. We'll wrap up with this, John. Ice level last year uh, was a lot of Jake Sanderson. And Jake Sanderson was a pretty darn good defender. And Jake Sanderson got paid as a result. Uh, a 20-year-old season in which he played 77 games. It earns him $8 million 
dollars a year moving forward. And when you talk to people in Ottawa, it sounds like he's quite a bit of the fabric of the franchise already. I haven't done the math. Does that mean that Jake earns more in one year than Jeff did in uh, one year than Jeff did in his career? <laughs> well, I'm not sure, but uh, um, but the, and the one here's here's the one thing that I, that every fan of every Canadian team should take solace of. Ottawa's done a magnificent job of keeping their young guys, signing them to long term. So anybody, if anybody stands there and tells you players don't want to play in Canada, they're full of it. Players want to play in places where they can win and they can earn lots of money. And they can do that in Canada too. So uh, that to me was a great signal, not just for the Ottawa Senators, but was for the, all other six Canadian teams that are doing their damnedest to keep their star players. Would you be surprised to learn that Jeff made $39 million in today's dollars? It's $22 million, actually. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be. Jeff was a great player. There you go. He could really skate. He could really shoot. Second round pick for the Hartford Whalers back in 1990. Now his boys tearing up the league. John, really appreciate you lending some time this evening. We'll let you go experience all the time the border city has to offer. All right, let's go, Bobcats. All right, John Shannon checking in uh, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, they've got you covered. No payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Reminder as well, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, well known for that top-shelf service department. And that's because they don't forget about you after you've purchased a vehicle. You're part of the family. Call Uncle Milt, Rick. Johnny and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. 780-352-6048. Your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. As I glance up to my television set here in the humble 630 Chad Studios, it appears the NFL season is officially underway. Who you're riding with? Who's your team? 780-496-0063. We'll get to that when we come back. Three and out, forced by the Chiefs' defense. Is your live update on the 2023 NFL season, which is now officially underway, and I am giddy. Apparently, Norm in a combine and I have a little something in common. I am really happy to read this. Where did it go? I lost it. We're commiserating over our Texans fandom. 780-496-0063. Want to know who your team is, Richard? It's the right night to be tuned in. He says he's cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs. Been a fan of theirs ever since Mahomes came along and since the uh, the Eskimos changed their name. Well, there you go, Richard. Teach your own. Glad you got something to watch tonight. Robin Capilano, been a 49ers fan since I was a kid. Probably some beautiful memories of Jerry Rice back in the day. Les from Peace River agrees with you there, Rob. Okay, we're making friends here at 780-496-0063. James is, is riding with the Cowboys. Got another James here who says, I don't care about the NFL until after the Great Cup. Now that's loyalty. You got it, James. That's right. Of course, we got the Labor Day rematch coming up on 6.30, Chad, Saturday evening. So we'll have our NFL Sunday, don't you worry. But on Saturday, it is Edmonton's chance of revenge after squandering a 19... They, yeah, they gave it... They're outscored 19 points in the fourth quarter. I did the math. It took me a while, but I did the math. <laughs> Aaron's calling a big upset tonight in this NFL game for Detroit. Love that. Uh, lots. All of a sudden, I'm getting inundated. You guys are awesome. 
Kenny's calling a Chiefs win by 30 points tonight. Well, they're off to a good start. We've got Patty Mahomes on the field for the first time this season. Some guests on the show do receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the senses at jvedmonton.ca. Their steak and sesame sauce is absolutely incredible. Those who know who know, and those who don't know should probably head on down to Japanese village and try and figure it out as soon as possible okay we're going to open up the river Cree resort casino hotline the text line is flying right now lots of time for that as well we've got the oilers creating so much buzz in edmonton it seems like as determined a group as we could have hoped for and they're back and they're already at work you heard from the head coach you heard from leon dreisaitl now i want to hear from you after we get a global news weather update